Hello and welcome back to Keeping It Candid, our fortnightly pop culture podcast. Wait, it's not fortnightly anymore. Oh god, it's weekly. Yeah. Our weekly? Oh wait, fortnightly pop culture podcast sounded so nice. But okay, sounded our weekly, so nice. Our weekly pop culture podcast. With me, Millie Cotton. And me, Sophie Milner. I guess we should start with saying thank you to everyone who listened. We literally have never had as many listens as we did last week. Yeah, yeah I know. It's and really if exciting. Back, if you're back for more, obviously we're super happy that you're here again. Yay! But thank, yeah, thank you so much. The feedback from you guys was incredible. It was really actually inspiring hearing you listeners actually how it's you've it's affected you and how it's pushed you guys to demand more money and things like that and like price your worth and you know seeing pictures of you changing your media kits it's uh it was honestly amazing yeah it's been very exciting definitely all of the the sharing and the just the love generally it was yeah. nice to feel very loved for a few days yeah i've literally never had so many messages or dms there's this whole thing obviously like with women not like being able to in, in the workplace especially mm. like, women not asking for what their month like their worth and women not asking for like pay rises and things like that so actually from like a total female perspective it's an industry which is so female dominated and to see all these like you know all you girls like actually being like oh i've done this and i've yeah. i requested like 200 pounds more in a project i usually charge a lot less for it, it was, was so nice it was really uplifting wasn't it yeah. i felt like i actually made a difference i and know people. It was so, so yeah was this, nice so that was feeling. amazing so everyone feels good about this and every, yeah it was great yeah so charge more money stick yeah, to what you're worth. i know i say that i've been trying to charge more money this week and no one's wanted, <laughs> no one's ex- i have lost several campaigns because of it but but you're sticking to it which i uh, i said to say before as we were talking i was like i'm so, it's so admirable yeah. it is so admirable like it won't be when i can't afford to live in my flat anymore <laughs> it's like dua lipa but, who has gone back on um her song that she released because she's oh, dating Isaac Crew again. Yeah, she's gone back with her ex. Yeah. So, oh my god. So, Sophie's going to go back on her feet. Oh no, 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 I'm not, unless I'm that desperate. But hey, watch this space. Watch this space, guys. Watch this space. It's not going to happen. Apart from that, how's, how's your week been, Millie? It's been so busy. I don't feel like I've worked this hard in a really long time. And it's like, it's a really nice feeling. Um, it's yeah it's been a weird one so I started the week with a therapy session about purpose and value because it's something that I've not been I don't think struggling is the right way to put it but I've just I don't know I've sometimes I feel like with what we do it's a bit vapid perhaps and it's like it's selling clothes to people and I, I struggle with the ethics of it sometimes trying to push new clothes on people yes. all the time I've I wrote a blog post about that a I while think ago I read yeah it, and yeah. it is it's, it's it's really, I find it really, really difficult. And I put out there on Instagram, what videos do you want to see? And people said hauls. So I was like, mm. great, okay, amazing. My bank balance is going to hate me. And someone replied, messaged me, a really friendly message saying she liked everything, but she was asking, she was like, how do you A, afford to do this? And mm. B, you know, how do you have this space? And like, haven't you got things already like this? And I, it obviously... I, in a way I was a little bit taken aback I was a bit like yeah. okay but I, I couldn't completely see where she was coming from I think that I kind of tend to wardrobe recycle I give a lot of clothes away to my friends and I give a lot to charity but I do think that obviously doing what we do we get given a lot of stuff yeah and I feel do. I feel really guilty for it and not to mention on a very eco side of it all packaging oh my god yeah we had this conversation before the packaging that comes with the parcels it's if you're receiving maybe some days five parcels maybe more than that 
and they come in boxes or they come in plastic and there's just so much unnecessary packaging. I had to go out to the bins three times today to recycle stuff. There's still at least one load left to go and yeah. that was that was from two days worth of parcels. It's ridiculous, it's unnecessary and it's I'm sitting there surrounded by things being like, I actually feel really guilty for what I'm doing. I feel guilty that I'm peddling this industry at the same time, but then at the same time, when I wrote about this, people said, oh, no, but, like, you you, you give, like, in, inspiration, uplift, like... Yeah. If, and then if you're not posting new things, like, it's... People then find you a bit irrelevant. Um, they're like, oh, yeah, absolutely. This is so true. So it's, you yeah. really can't win, I don't think. Yeah, because, really like, if you're, posting, if you're posting things which are older things, people will get frustrated because they can't go out and buy that. Yeah. It is a, like, we're like, first world problems. It's such a hard situation <laughs> to be in, but... You know, it is. It is a bit of a moral... It's moral dilemma. It is moral dilemma. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, yeah. Oops. Your start therapy. So I had a therapy session about that, and that was really good. And then I... Um, so I'd been talking about this campaign that I might be, like, doing, and then I've actually confirmed it, like, pretty much straight away after having my therapy session, which was bonkers. And I confirmed another campaign within, like, that day. So it was like, you know when you... You do something for yourself, and then it actually... It's like talking to the world and the world talks back sort it's of a whole shit. like law of attraction thing yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. so that was really good um my week apart from that i dj'd an event last night for a new cosmetics brand called cyo and they're cruelty free so that's really nice that's amazing um, and they're cheap but the products are good so everything is under seven pounds which is and i tried it all wow. makeup yesterday yeah i know amazing tried it all yesterday and it was actually all really good yeah um so that was lovely it was probably the biggest event i've ever dj'd it was massive. Was I walked it? in and I was like, fuck. <laughs> no Sorry. Oh. My dad rang this morning to say, <laughs> podcast sounding really good, but you need to not swear. Aww. Sorry, daddy. We're going to have to start like a swear jar whilst we're doing this and put the money towards a takeaway every time we film We it. just also had a really good ramen before we Could started. totally recommend it. It's yeah. amazing. How but was your week? My week has been... Oh, it's been one of those never-ending ones a little bit. I'm so glad that it's Friday, but I realise I have a personal training session tomorrow really early. I've got to get up Did you not have one today? Yeah. How I'm many are you having a week? Like three. I still don't have abs. I'm still waiting on the abs to arrive. That's great, but though. No, I'm having, no, I'm having definitely two, and then sometimes I train with my friend who's a personal trainer as well. Okay. And so I kind of have an additional third sometimes, but then obviously I go to the gym too. But yeah, it's just trying to get back into a routine. But that and like manage it with work. Because I feel like, when mm. do you feel like, because when you don't have a necessary set working hours, I thought when I went full-time my blog, I thought I'd be able to fit in all these additional things. Like, yeah, go to the gym. I can fit it in whenever I want. It's actually a lot harder when you don't have a dedicated routine, I find. so It definitely is. I yeah. find myself just doing things kind of like willy-nilly all over the place. Yeah, or I'll go to the gym and I'll be like, oh my God, I've got so much to do today. Mm. And then I'll end up like smashing out a really well. And then I'm exhausted. Really- yeah. yeah. And I don't do what I yeah, need to exactly. do. Yeah, exactly. So I've definitely cut back on working out because I realised that it was actually making me really tired all the time. Was it? It was taking so much of my energy I found that like yeah. obviously I loved doing it but I didn't have that much energy left to do for other things. Else. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But no, speaking about speaking of fitness and sports and stuff like that, I did actually go to Tuton Glen with H and M at the end of last week. That trip yeah. looked amazing. And it was amazing. So we went to there was a there was a group of five of us bloggers and we went to yeah, Chewton Glen, amazing down down in Bournemouth, and it's so so beautiful. We stayed in these incredible tree houses, mm. and I say tree houses, they were like 
I don't feel like you shared enough content. Oh, well, I've, <laughs> I've vlogged. I've vlogged the oh, whole thing. Yeah, okay. I just haven't. This is what this is the issue that I'm getting getting with. I've vlogged the whole thing. I've vlogged, vlogged all last week, and then I still haven't got had time to edit the video yeah. and get it done. I'll have a few hours here and there. So time management isn't on my side right now. So it's just been one of those weeks where it's like you know when you have all these expectations of everything you want to get done. Yeah. And it's Friday night, and I'm like, um, I haven't got anything done yet. So we're having yeah. a really wild Friday night, aren't we? This Ten to eight, and yeah. we're yep. <laughs> And here we are with our podcast. Still so. working. But yeah, it's um I think that's the thing. It's it's really, really difficult. But I found what was interesting, obviously, when I was at we were at the whole doing the whole choo- choosing then, they obviously mm. they put us bloggers up. We all had our own individual suites and which was, you know, we could sleep four people and it had like its own jacuzzi on the, the terrace and it was amazing obviously they're getting we had to it had to tag them and they're getting yeah. a lot of press and then did you have to agree post before you went you it was with it. H&M we had to agree doing a post um, either in H&M's clothes okay or in the fitness where we were there yeah. to pro- like sort of promote the launch of and but that that whole story about L Darby kind of broke oh, as oh. we were there and I found that so so interesting because obviously you see the headline straight away and it's like youtuber denied request for five nights stay in like really nice hotel and you think oh no we've yeah. we're, like we've obviously spoke about youtubers well, before the thing and is i read her email that she wrote and i have written so many emails so exactly, many emails. The, exactly same the same as it, and i was like god if that had been me i would have i don't know what i would have done yeah so basically i'm sure a lot of you have obviously heard what happened, but Elle Darby is a British influencer, YouTuber, and she contacted the White Moose Cafe Hotel to ask in Dublin to ask for a five night. Five stay. nights is quite a long time, isn't it? It is. I think it's it is. A most bit trips, too long. yeah, most trips I've I've ever done or something like that, they've only been a couple of nights. Yeah. But still, she said, and she she sent this really professional email explaining who she was, her statistics, and like who she'd worked with before, and something similar, and how helpful it was for them, and really really polite and then she had a response which was public although the white moose cafe didn't actually name her they scribbled mm. out her name in the response but they it, it was it was obvious who apparently could turn up the brightness of your screen and you could still say who it was oh, her really? name was yeah apparently oh. so and it, it was posted publicly on their facebook basically and they like, have a lot of facebook followers don't yes, they yeah. yeah and they were saying like oh who, like you know who's going to pay the staff who's going to do this who's going to do that if you stay for free and you know clearly the answer is no and he, they really shot l down and the what I found was really interesting was obviously the whole way the social media atmosphere, like you know, like whatever sphere, yeah. basically erupted over yeah, the entire situation. So. Because I think people who don't work in any sort of media industry have no idea how it works. Do you think that like a five-page glossy spread on a hotel, the journalists weren't put up for free? It's just kind of like, how do people not think? Yeah, it's ridiculous. That that's how it is. I think people, they, they pay for it. Cause yeah, people were slagging ridiculous. her off for the whole audacity of contacting somewhere and asking for a free stay. Like Some of the responses on social were ridiculous. People people were saying like, oh, as if she's going to give them any business, and mm-hmm. as if it's going to do this, as if it's going to do that. It's it's ridiculous, but... like No, but said, that's it's totally not true. So people with larger followings go to places take beautiful photos yeah and it makes people want to go there oh my god absolutely i mean think about i think instagram has pretty much managed to push so make so many places the places to be a few years ago santorini yeah everyone like all the bloggers went to santorini one Mm. year next year i feel like was it last year i think it was a 
but maybe two like years two, three years ago, yeah. I think. And then every, then after that, most people that I knew, like my real life friends, yeah. everyone was going Santorini. Marrakesh, Marrakesh was like huge, like mm. either last year or the year before. And now everyone I know is going to Marrakesh. And it's one of those things, like even speaking of Marrakesh, so last year I remember seeing, I, I went Marrakesh last year, I had a lovely time. And I remember seeing like a few really big bloggers go and stay at this amazing Riyadh there. And it was so Instagrammable and the photos were incredible. <laughs> and I was sat there and a, dre- a hairdressing chair being like, I need to book to go back to Marrakesh. When, I need to when go when to this specific yeah, place. I need to go to this specific place. When are the next available dates? This was August last year. And the only date, the first dates I could get were May this year in 2018. That's insane. Bonkers. And that's that just goes to show how insanely well it works. It does work. It does work. It really, really does. And even I've, I remember speaking to somebody who worked in for a luxury travel PR company and she said, she admitted she got the job. Mm. She she They asked her what travel publications that she reads and yeah. she said, I'm going to be really honest, I don't really, really read, read many. She was like, I get a lot of my inspiration from blogs and mm-hmm. Instagram and things like that and then they basically, and she thought she'd totally mess up the interview and yeah. they, they hired her based on that because oh, wow. they were like, that's what we need now. They were like, this is where people are finding out where they want to go on holiday yeah. and also at the end of the day, you go on TripAdvisor or Booking.com and you see the reviews for a hotel. Mm. You're reading it from Paul, who's 49, from Brighton. You don't know anything <laughs> about Paul. You don't know what Paul really likes. You don't. You haven't built this kind Paul of relationship with him online. A couple of fluffy pillows that are turned down with the chocolate and yeah. that's good enough. Yeah, sort of I know. Situation. Whereas, like, you know, Martha might like more than that. And it's one of those things that you don't... You, like, a lot of people are obviously criticising... L and like like influencers doing hotel reviews for, in return for free hotel stays being being like oh well that's not that's not how it works because at the end of the day they're going to review it favorably because they're getting the stay for free so it just completely defeats the object of doing a review and in a way you know what I kind of get what you're saying I but don't at the same ever time, do like, reviews I never offer a review I say I'll build it within my content like, yeah. you don't review yeah. it because literally yeah what would be the point but I think and the the thing is I, I agree but then I think the thing is like still you're probably not going to be like oh this is like if something bad happens you're not likely to post about it yeah. you're always going to be put it in a, in a good light but still at the end of the day I don't know are people, you though would you put it in a good light if you went somewhere and it wasn't how you're expecting surely you can then turn around and be like no, actually, this, this, and this was wrong. So I don't feel no. Like I you I agree, but then I think if violence. it was something like say, I, I'm trying to think of an example that wasn't like really gross, but like say I got I got into the room and everything was everything was really nice, but there was hairs in the bed. Yeah, like it wouldn't be something I wouldn't I wouldn't want to. I'd still probably it overall do a favorable like yeah representation of it because I wouldn't want to. Oh, hairs in the Rustles. bed are really gross, but you know what I mean. Would you complain? If it wasn't... I'd complain, I'd complain. See, I, I'm so bad at complaining. I wouldn't complain. Oh my God. My mum quite... is like the biggest over-complainer ever. Oh, really? Do you think it's pushed we... the way? And so it's, yeah, definitely. I've always like grown up being embarrassed of having to switch tables, having to switch hotel rooms, having to switch I do everything. Get so now I'm the opposite. I, become, I don't ever do it. I actually feel like it's very different for me if like, compared to single Sophie and in a relationship Sophie. If I'm in a relationship, <laughs> I definitely let the guy do the moaning for me. I yeah. will sort of sit there embarrassingly, a little bit grumpy, like a little bit of a grumpy princess while they do all the talking. I think it did help that my ex boyfriend was he worked in law so he was very good with oh negotiating yeah Yeah. negotiating amazing so I could sit back whereas I feel like now like quite beneficially being single has kind of taught me to sort of do it for myself so Cal never ever complains I have to force him into complaining even if we need something while we're eating 
he'll like be like, oh, I'll just wait till the waiter comes over. I'm like, no, you need to go and get it. And oh, no. I'm like forceful and pushy and he's very <laughs> laid back. Oh, but he's so sweet. Oh, he cow. is so oh, sweet. Cow. Bless him. But I do think with... El Darby got, I don't know, served oh, a bit of a shit stick, didn't she? She did. Let me play the little video. She did. So she did a she did a retaliation video. Well, not retaliation. A reaction response video to when they posted the whole their their response on their Facebook. Oh, actually, I think it's really important to say. Mm. But what I do find interesting was the fact that El Darby contacted this particular place so the white moose cafe in dublin has got in trouble before well not in trouble but they've hit headlines yeah. for banning vegans after vegans i think some some vegan people asked to have like you know i think they had to give 24 hours notice of if they were coming in mm. and then i think they ended up banning all vegans and they wrote something on their facebook page being like this place if, is just yeah they're like if bonkers. any if any vegans like come um come here we will shoot you at point blank range you believe in that meat is murder so i guess it like you know it works for humans too something like that it was ridiculous so they have hit headlines that they are known for being notorious and they're known for being, you know, a, like like t- to push people and be. A Why? Bit crazy so like what that. do you think that she did it on purpose for? No, I don't think I don't think she did it on purpose. What I'm saying, I I think that I don't know. Perhaps she was just really unwise in doing her research. Like yeah, this maybe kind she of should have looked it up a little or, bit. Yeah, exactly. Or or was she just doing it for publicity? I'm not. Either way, they definitely did it for publicity, and it totally worked. It was well, definitely worked and because it's yeah. drummed up so many more headlines for them again and helped cement it. But who would stay there after people who hate bloggers? Oh, I guess like there is a lot so of those many people who hate us. There are so many people who hate us. But yeah, so Elle then did a secondary video. She did the first video, which was a response um, to the Facebook post where she said, you know, admitted that it was her that they were talking about and how she felt really like bad about it and how like how like offended how offended she was. And then after all the backlash she received, she did another video in which this is just a little bit of a clip that of things that she said. The amount of abusive messages that I've been getting. I I don't I don't really know what to say about this. Like I've never ever had what I've had over the last few days ever in my life. And um to be completely honest, it's just been really overwhelming. People telling me that I should die, that they hope my children get cancer. Um I've been called almost every name under the sun. Worse I didn't even know existed. <laughs> I just think it's about time that people started to take responsibility for what they're saying um over a screen. This girl, I feel sorry for this her. is so sad. It's actually really it's that is such a short clip. I see that and I'm there like I have I mean, obviously not on a scale mm. like this, but I've re- I've received really horrible comments on YouTube and things like that before I think when you put yourself on that that sort of level of platform, you definitely then put yourself up to that level of abuse. Yeah. But uh, she's 22. Yeah, she's, she's 22. Way, like, I hope your kids get cancer. Like, what's wrong with people? Like, people are all like... And she, apparently most of the criticism that she was getting was from men who were in their 40s and 50s. Like, honestly, like, how sad is that? Like, they they've just probably don't got understand daughters her, her age. It's, yeah. It's, it's, re- it's really sad. And I think a lot of people have turned around and said it's it's a lot of it comes down to jealousy and lack of understanding. People think that bloggers or blaggers and which in some respects I think sometimes it can, it can seem that way yeah, I, I, I get why it would seem that way definitely but then they don't I think people like really don't understand the power that the power of social media yeah, yeah they don't I because agree. I think one girl turned around and was all like because 
in the original email, Elle had mentioned how she did a trip to Disneyland in Florida or Orlando or something, and that had been really, really good for them and beneficial and like got them some good results yeah and then someone someone tweeted saying like oh like as if she thinks that she can drum up some business for them like you know what where's this girl's head at how pathetic what these people that don't don't realize is how what level it's the way that level like social media marketing can really work Mm. it's not necessarily as explicit as a billboard sign saying buy this from here or like go to disneyland florida it's the fact that it gets it into your mind yeah and and that when you're thinking it's ingrained yeah it's ingrained so then when you're thinking right I need to book a holiday. I need to, like, where's a really nice place to go? I've got some time off work. Where do you think to? Where do you default? It's and almost you think of like, things which have been, yeah, like, nestled into like your mind. It's like secretive marketing. Yeah, it's, it? like, it's almost, like, insidious. Like, it, like, yeah. it gets, like... Uh, it gets like slowly woven into like your, your brain Definitely. into the subconscious of your mind so I think so anyone who who says that it do, like it doesn't work on a level like that they're, they're more ignorant than I really think that they are they, they know they're being so definitely I, I just I just I just can't kind of understand the filming yourself crying and putting it on the internet I just I've never been out of my head around that I uh, you know what I did I did think to myself it's one of those things I thought about the whole like reaction double reaction video so that was obviously her response to their their response to her so i kind of and because after they they banned all bloggers so after her secondary so what are they going to ask every single guest that they have whether they're a blogger or not like do you sorry do you have an instagram account yeah it's ridiculous theoretically anyone who has an instagram account can be a blogger you know there's people who have have like 200 followers who say blogger in their you know yeah they're gonna they're gonna do they're gonna do it to sort of like drive just it's just publicity yeah absolutely but the whole self-crying video thing i think i I didn't watch i haven't watched the whole thing so i I don't know i don't know if she's crying but the thing is i think i think what she probably wanted to do from it was more kind of get the last word in a way i feel that if that was me in that sort in that situation and i had been like pulled out like that and all i had received that backlash Mm. would i want to sit there in silence or would i want to actually voice my opinion i wouldn't want to do it by sitting on the internet and crying but then for me i probably i would cry i probably would get upset i I would get emotional and then whether or not i'd post it is a different thing so i think it's all i think it all depends with what you're comfortable with i mean god you go in the explore feed on youtube whatever it is and the recommendation page and you see all these thumbnails of people like crying like oh my boyfriend dumped me and but it's to try and get yeah it's it's definitely yeah but then I think at the end of the day like she she's clearly grown her following through having this like rawness and authenticity of what she does and being honest and creating that connection so I think that's it probably comes down to that and she doesn't she just doesn't care in the way that we would i wouldn't want to post a crying video of myself no because i'm I'd happy be, to I'd talk about ba- things, but i would but, never i really yeah. struggle even kind of doing videos that are talking to camera i just find it a bit weird i don't know maybe it's because my audience i don't feel like it's big enough maybe if it was bigger and i felt like i was talking to like a bigger amount of people i might then do, i don't know no i get that but i think that's when when i first started doing youtube and started talking to cameras and stuff and being like obviously you're, st- you're sitting there staring at a camera but then like camera ends up going or can go into god knows how many people that's you screens, yeah and it's just really weird and i found i was just like who cares who cares who cares what, what i want to say or what i want to do and i find that a really difficult thing to sort of i actually about. got asked that question this week by a pr who i went who cares? into as no not who cares oh. <laughs> as in like so she was we were talking about our podcast and she basically had seen that it had done really well and she was like that's really cool that it's done so well but 
and I don't mean this offensively, but when you decided to start it, why did you think that anyone would like want to listen to what you have to say? Which I think is a really valid point. You just have to fucking get on with it and do you it, do. don't That's you? The thing. And if some people listen, they listen. If they don't, they don't. Well, but that's the thing with anything, realistically. Like, yeah. with Instagram, why would anyone want to follow you? Why does anyone give a shit what you're posting? Like, yeah. a lot of people probably don't, but you need you just keep posting until people, enough people are interested in it to follow you. Exactly. It's the same with everything. I think that's absolutely... It was the same when I started YouTube. It was the same with vlogging. Like, it was... It was I always think, why does anyone care? But then you just do it until somebody does. Yeah, so you <laughs> just keep doing it until yeah. you make people care, basically. Yeah, I think... I think it's about kind of getting a reaction and an emotion from someone I think social media just is all about that so yeah I think it's but then is like how much is too much sharing do you think see that's the thing I think you've got I think it's really hard sometimes to find that fine line between Mm. posting too much on the internet and like holding some back for yourself. I was at the launch for the Carolina Herrera, the new Carolina Herrera perfume with Carly Kloss and they were, the perfume is called Good Girl. But it's all about like, you know, it's good to be bad and it's all about the duality of a woman being able to be a good a good girl and a bad girl. Yeah. I mean, they were saying, you know, that you should, in the day of like social media, people aren't closed enough that everyone's willing to share everything online. It's mm. almost too much. And I think it was a really interesting point that they're making like I feel like everyone's getting so addicted to sharing and sharing and over sharing yeah that it's just like where like is there anything sacred anymore I think there definitely is like there's moments when you're you know lying in bed with someone else that hopefully I mean there are obviously people who <laughs> share that on social <laughs> some media some people but... do share that though so maybe not I do, I can never work out how people do engagement videos how do they do that how do they do it how like there must be so much preparation that do they get engaged and then stage an engagement video I know. Or do they plan their engagement and be like, right, I'm going to propose to you, but I need you but to be here. But how sad is to... that? Well, yeah, I know. Exactly. I know. But it must be the case because how else is it possible? I, know, I, I don't understand that it. many engagements. I haven't videos, either, but, but I know that people post them and I'm always a bit like, I don't watch it, but I'm always kind of like, how have you done that? I know. It's, um, it is really crazy. What's your thoughts on things like, like relationships and sharing on the internet do you feel like- I don't sh- I like you I don't share much of my relationship on the internet yeah. I share like bits and pieces every now and again like if Cal does something stupid then maybe I might put it on the internet but yeah he doesn't have Instagram so do you like that he hasn't got Instagram oh God, I love that he doesn't have Instagram yeah I do worry that he'll get Instagram and I'll become like this psycho girl who is looking at what he's liking and then- <laughs> Because I've never had it. I just, I don't no, know. I get that. I don't know how I would deal with it. I know. I think, I think it, that's definitely Or that I would think, like to think he wouldn't do it. But then I like guys' photos, but I just, it's a, it goes without even thinking. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, exactly. Like you, you know it's Double nothing for standards. you. Yeah. I think, I remember it was the same with my ex. He didn't have, really have Instagram either. The only pictures really he had on there, I think there was like three of me and him and the other was mm. were like, there was like nothing. And I loved it. I loved, I loved it because for the sort of similar reason why you you did. I knew that I knew there'd never be any concerns of any extra sliding into DMs. There'd be no sliding DMs, there'd be no liking. The whole is that whole like did you hear of the term micro micro cheating? Yes. Yeah, that's a new thing. It's like micro cheating. So I actually love the fact that this term has been made up. I know I think it's fucking ridiculous. I love it. Why do you not like it? I think it's just so like we don't need to give everything a name. No, but I think we live in this age where we have to 
name and categorize every single thing we do but i think for me i feel like it actually legitimizes the way that i felt in the past about something which a guy has turned around and been like i've been upset that someone's been liking someone's pictures or someone's been like messaging someone not like not like they've not really been doing anything that's they've not done anything physically Mm. but they've done something which has crossed this kind of really blurred line there's never been a time that of course I wasn't I'd never this has happened today like if I had a boyfriend and this happened right now I wouldn't be like hey you bastard you just micro cheated on me (laughs) you micro cheating bastard (laughs) but like it still it would make me feel like it would it It makes you more valid in the way that you feel yeah it actually then like makes me feel like that's okay for me to feel like that instead of being like oh but he didn't technically do anything physical didn't technically cheat on me so Mm. like it's not okay so I actually really like the fact that this is this kind of like thing the concept not necessarily the term but the concept has kind of been recognized more and yeah I like that I think especially in the what Social about um, the the shaming? The, oh, what did they call it on Refinery that we read earlier? Something gunning, slamming gun. No, slamming. Uh, Insta slamming. Gram slamming. Gram slamming. Yeah. So the gram slamming. The new thing. way to publicly shame a cheating partner. So the main thing that they mentioned on this was Bella Thorne, who actually she saw her boyfriend's phone yeah, light up with Badoo, which is a dating app some notifications saying that he'd got a message on um, Badoo. So she put an Instagram story Would up. you put that on the internet? I would never put that on the internet. No. That is not something that belongs oh on the internet. No. Apparently they were a very oversharing couple anyway, yeah. but I definitely... Who is Bella Thorne? I don't know who she is. She's someone that people have mentioned a lot, but I don't really know who she... She's is she like... I think she's she like a it girl kind of thing I know that she was in Liam Payne's music video and that's okay. pretty much it but I don't really know she's an actress okay cool uh, but still why would you and then what happened next I'm I just I want I need to know you can't put that on the internet and then not follow it up I know but that's what makes it so interesting it yeah but it's, so, in. it's so so like, annoying it's like self PR it's like fucking self PRing a really swearing. bad situation <laughs> swearing swearing sorry sorry JC <laughs> Um, but yeah, I would never do something no, like that. No, I wouldn't either. It's like, but then it kind of, it's like, it kind of, it doesn't, but it does. But it reminds me of like, when it comes to like doing re- revenge porn, they're like pissed off. They post something on like yeah. social well, it's media on the, it's or something. It's the same it's, sort of level, Yeah, it's like kind of, well, it feeds into things like mm. that. It's basically seeking revenge on someone via social media. I think it's really disgusting. I think it's bad. Well, I think at the end of the day, like, I wouldn't want to put... But it's embarrassing for my. I I see it as being embarrassing. Like what Bella Thorne did, I would be embarrassed to put that on the internet. It's a tough. I mean, I wouldn't. I'm trying to think and situate that. I I would definitely be embarrassed. That's embarrassing. Your your boyfriend has dating notifications. That's embarrassing. That's an embarrassing situation. Why would you want to share that? It is, but then at the end of the day, like it's like her. It's. it's, What does she gain from putting that on the internet apart from publicity? It's just all a publicity. I think it's, it's trying to take control of it. Do you think? It's, I think it's trying to take control of a situation. She could sit there and probably be quiet about well, it. Well, she upset. could just go and but ask then, him. She could just have a conversation with him and be like, why have you still got a dating app? Cal and I still had dating apps for like three months. None of us, we didn't go on them. Yeah. I just hadn't deleted it from my phone. But then if he's getting notifications from it, he's probably clearly like been actively using it. But I think mm. it's, I don't know. I feel like perhaps it was just, it was basically her. It's a bit of a shit situation to be in. It well, is. a massively shit situation yeah, to be in. Yeah, it's horrible. And I think. But it could also be just a really simple mistake I think which is opt- optimistic am I naive uh, I'm opt- optimistic <laughs> I'm, 
I mean, I, 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 like, I like that attitude. It's just, just good, very it's naive. Good, good, good approach. I mean, it, it could be, but I mean, how? Obviously, the ultimate was um, Black China, but we've already covered that in, I think, what was that, our first episode? That was our oh, first, first episode, episode, wasn't it? Black, oh, Rob Kardashian did it to Black China. Yeah. Yeah. He posted He, like, photos. shamed her all over uh, the yeah. internet. Oh, my God, that was terrible. Was Great terrible. episode, by the way. You should go listen to that. Yeah, you should. It was, um, and also, it's very, very different, like, kind of very different in production quality. We, that was back in the old I days. I don't know. Is it was that, that different? I feel like the start was quite good, and then it got, like, bad, and then it hopefully has come back around again. We should, like, would you say if, like, your ex... Had, like if if someone had cheated on you and you broke up, would you would you mention it across no. your blog or anything? Mm. Would oh, you not like on? The, oh. Yeah, no, I probably would. I would probably put it in a blog post somewhere, but I wouldn't write a specific blog post about it. Yeah, and no, I'm generally quite good. So you know, I wrote a post about um like how to stop dating dickheads. It was actually my most popular post last people year. People love that I dating. Wrote. People love dating. Well, yeah, because if you're in a horrible situation, you want to know how to get out of it. Yeah. Um, but I was very, I sort of like listed guys that I had dated who were dicks, but it was all very vague. No one, like no one apart from people who I know would be able to, or know really well, would be able to tell who these it people wasn't, are. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't like a name and shame, like proper, no. yeah, it was and just. And like all the guys, I missed out all the really horrible things they did to me because I just, I didn't see the point in it. It wasn't, yeah. I wasn't there to shame them. I was there to help other people try and get out of the situation. There's no point in me putting that on the internet. I'm not gaining anything anything from it. Yeah. Like, me embarrassing them doesn't do anything for me. No. But that's just me as a person. So... Do you find that... No, I would never do it. Do you find that because you're in a relationship now, it... You have to sort of filter, perhaps talking about, like, how you possibly would about juicier topics like this? I don't know. Cal is very, very good. Like, he won't... He doesn't get jealous. He used no. to really get jealous when we started dating. Did he? I can't yeah, imagine really, him. Like, I wasn't allowed to mention exes or something because it was something I did a lot. I don't know why I did it. Maybe it was just, like, some weird thing that I had going on then. Mm. But I would always bring up, like, stuff I had done with other people and he obviously hated it. Like, I would have hated it. And mm. so I'm quite careful about what I do say about other people. But... I don't feel like I have to filter myself because I don't really have that much to say. I have these guys who have done really horrible things to me, but I've moved on from it. So mm. what's the point? Yeah. Um, See, I feel like now, like when I was in a relationship, even though I was really happy, I did feel like, and it was a similar situation. I don't think my ex would have ever told me I can't write about things or I don't, he didn't always really, he didn't always read what I wrote. He yeah. wrote, he wrote my blog quite a bit, but I've definitely felt like I had to filter certain things. Like there's, there's certain memes and things like that mm. that I see that are funny and I like reposting my Instagram stories that, that I know people would lo- like love to see and find really funny. And it's always really, it is always the things that had to do with relationships and dating. They're always yeah. my most popular posts. People yeah. want to know. There are things that like I wanted to write about when I was with Simon and I couldn't because it wasn't necessarily relevant, even though it wasn't relevant to us anymore. And yeah. like, it, I just didn't want to ever risk offending him. And I didn't also, I didn't want to ever share anything about our relationship on the internet because like that, that was private. But then sometimes yeah. it's like, people kind of want to know. They do so want to know, like, but I think you have to take, you have to keep some stuff for yourself. And also you have to respect the other person you're in a relationship yeah, with. Definitely. Like, at the end of the day, I would, I would not want personally, I can see how other like couples, when you've got this sort of like, you know, power couples in blogging like I mean Ali and Lydia do so so well together Mm -hmm. but personally that's not the kind of relationship that I 
I would want because I like being in a relationship with someone that I can kind of just switch off. From yeah, the same. My, I could yeah. never go out with someone who does the same thing yeah. as me. Yeah, also, I think I just, I get a bit jealous. <laughs> like, if they're getting really loads of campaigns and I'm not, I'd be like, great. Yeah, I'm really happy for you, competition but... Yeah, definitely. And I don't yeah. think, I know it's really hard that it probably says way more about me as a person. No, because I, I don't, I think it would be quite unnatural if you weren't to feel a little bit yeah like Like, yeah you want to be happy for someone obviously but i think sometimes it can get a little bit harder it's just kind of how you use that emotion to spur yourself on i think that's what says something about you as a person yes rather than having the actual emotion or like being jealous it's what you then do with that feeling oh my god absolutely it can be something that you know motivates you to do better and that's fine that like everyone gets jealous yeah it's normal yeah that's it would be worrying if you didn't get jealous yeah um, but yeah, using it well, I think it says, speaks more about you. Yeah. Shall we answer some questions that we yes, got about yeah, yeah. last week? So we got a Definitely. few questions coming in, obviously after last week's podcast. So, um, yeah, going to answer some So of the first question I got, which is not very helpful if you're already listening because you're, you would have worked out how to listen, was how do you listen on Android? <laughs> <laughs> Um, but anyway, so on Android, I have a Google Pixel and I use CastBox on Android. So if you're listening to this on your like your MacBook or something and you want to listen on your phone, just download CastBox onto your Android and you can listen through there. Amazing. Mm-hmm. So one that I got was from She Goes Where. And it said, Hi Sophie, just a really quick question following on from your podcast this morning. When discussing a collaboration with a brand, would you typically ask them what their budget is to begin with or straight away, state your feet and put the ball in their court. Oh, so when a brand approaches me, I go back and I say, do you have budget? Yes. <laughs> I think and I think, how, I think that's yeah. exactly how I respond to usually. Unless, obviously, I think quite often, I'd say 75% of the time, the companies that approach me and ask to work with me usually will say what they what they want and then they mm-hmm. say what would be your fee for this yeah. in which case I turn around and then I obviously I say this is like how much I charge and then but then if they don't I do usually say I'll just go, I'll just go straight in and do be like okay cool I was like yep yeah, you know this sounds really great I'd love to work with you what is do you what? state your fee straight away because I don't I say do you have budget like, and I say then, yeah, yeah wait, I'm like what's back. like what what is your budget for this kind of project or yeah. what's your budget for these deliverables and then you know look forward to hearing back from you and then obviously you get the response and then usually a lot of then oh no that has changed so I'd, yeah I don't say do you have budget now I now say what's your budget that was something yeah. that changed yeah. recently yeah yeah, yeah. Is, like yeah. yeah what's your budget for this yeah because i would think like do you yeah. that it gives them like, the option to slide out and be like exactly no we don't whereas what is your budget is a bit like, like oh god we have to answer her and we have to tell her that we've got money or yeah. yeah so i do feel yeah so then and then it's only then that sometimes the brand will come back and I, they'll either say yes and this is it or yes what do you what's your usual rate yeah. let's discuss it or then they come back and they're like no no and you're like okay see ya bye-bye. yeah so that's kind yeah. of how you approach it actually discussing getting into the topic of talking about mm-hmm. fees and budgets and then another one okay you discuss finance this is from coat and coffee you discuss finances and payments as an influencer a lot, but wondering if you had any insight for just plain content creators. I cannot find prices anywhere for content creation and I don't market myself as an influencer because I don't have a huge following. The brands ask all the time for me to just create content for them in exchange for money and a tag. Always so lost on what to charge, especially as a perfectionist who spends about five, fo- um, spends hours getting five photos for a brand to use. So 
That's quite a difficult one. It is, but I've been thinking about this, and I think if that's the case, you just charge an hourly rate. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, definitely. Because I think at the end of the day, you're creating work. You're not using your platform as a promotion, but you're using your skills and your talent and which which they've come to you for to obviously, you know, you're using them to give them content. Mm. I know of like other bloggers, smaller bloggers who have had contracts with companies to go out and create stock content for brands instagram pages yeah and they've been paid a set amount for a set amount of photos and obviously they would sort of need approving and i know i've i've been contacted for brands about this before and i know they can be quite reluctant to pay people money because i think they think that they're doing you a favor in a way being that in that you don't have to post you don't have to post it's not an ad but they they're going to post you and still give you a tag so i think they think that that's that should be your payment but you're still you're still obviously creating something if you're what your work is doing is good obviously like, i don't you've got to think of it like this so if, if you're they a freelancer had, if you're or a, if yeah no so if they sorry to butt in but if they had a creative agency doing that they would be paying that creative yeah. agency a lot of money yeah exactly and companies do have social media com- yeah social media agencies looking after their social media and they do all the content creation for it and essentially that's what you're doing yeah and that would cost them I don't, I don't know how much but I guess like thousands of pounds and they're technically just essentially trying to bypass it and get the content done cheaply in return yeah. for giving you like a Which product is, or something yeah so definitely don't take it for yeah, you need to be charging you an need hourly to charge, rate yeah charge an hourly rate it's one of those hard things that I haven't done a job necessarily like this. No, so. I haven't either, so I can't give any. Or sort of even advice. think of like a bulk price of like you know X amount of photos for X amount. Of I money, think it really but... is just to do with time though, rather than photos, because you it's think? your time to create them, not the amount of photos that you're delivering. Yeah, I think people would underpay if it was yeah, done. Yeah, and also with I think photos. yeah, and I think as well, obviously, but then I think people might try and think like oh you can get that photo done in like such such a quick amount of time but yeah but if you're picking someone you need to just what if they're saying it takes three hours to do it it takes three hours to do it and you need to be you need to be like stubborn and stick to your guns with it and need to remember that obviously like we said if they were paying an agency they'd be they'd be paying an agency someone on the receiving end would be obviously making money from Mm. doing that and then okay on to another question Okay, so this is actually really similar to the other question. So it says, I have one more question for your next episode. What's the best way to communicate your rates to a brand? Do you just send them a flat rate or do you also include a media kit, some statistics and justification why you're charging that much? So that one, obviously, we sort of address how you first approach the subject of budgets and, and you know, obviously... So, but say that you've, you know, you've confirmed that you they have budget yeah confirm they have budget first rather than going and be like this is how much I charge yeah because I always think I always think that's a bit polite it's always good to just sort of test the waters and see and at the end of the day they might even have more budget than what they were going to pay you so oh yeah absolutely always- <laughs> that has happened to me before yeah. that I've got paid this is something I didn't mention last week but I've been paid three times what I charged for an Instagram post before because they've come to me with a rate that's way above my rate and I'm definitely not going to turn around and be like Oh no! Actually, I only charge two hundred fifty pounds if they want to pay me six hundred pounds. Exactly. If they've got the budget happened, so. and they think that and they think you're worth that much money, yeah. that, that your content is worth that, then then definitely. Why it. why would you turn around and be like, oh? Well, you wouldn't, would no, you? Definitely no, definitely not. not. So I think as for you know, do you include a media kit and some statistics? I used to do that more than I do now. I don't, to be honest, unless they ask. Yeah. If they approach me and they say we want to work with you. And then I go back and say, what's your budget? And they say, what's your rate? I don't then send them a media kit because I assume yeah. they 
want me for yeah you know, what exactly I, can see, I think having so. a media kit is really really important I, have, yeah, I think I and one. and it's always worth updating every to every month or so just as as depending on like how things grow for you and but I think I don't think it's really necessary to give it them straight away because I don't really feel like if they don't ask yeah if they don't ask because I feel I feel problem. like at the end of the day there's a lot they can get they can they can find out a lot about your like stats actually then you might think things like social mm. blade you can find out certain things and anyway yeah. so I don't I don't really think that's entirely necessary unless they ask for it in terms of some stats I and just and that's for justification of why what you're charging I definitely feel like I've had to justify why I charge what I do now especially when I've had companies ask like offer me half and which like, which is a ridiculous rate for mm. when I'm being paid usually double and in which case I will turn around and be like look I have an engagement rate of 6.7% my average likes is 4,600 so it is good to be able to have these statistics to back it up so I definitely would say it's worth having them but only really if they're being a little bit difficult or yeah. if you feel or if you feel like you you really need to try and win them round but Theoretically, if they've approached you before, you shouldn't really be winning them around, should you? No, but it depends how many people. You know when they're like putting the feed. You know oh, when someone's yeah, there. Oh yeah, there's like ten people for one campaign. Yeah, and, exactly, yeah. exactly. Uh, that one that we had that we both got asked to do, and we both like compared. What we, do you remember in the summer? It was for yeah, a bikini yeah. brand. Oh no. Yeah, you do. Surely. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah. they must have asked like thirty people. Yeah. And they saw other people doing it, and none of us, neither of us, got picked. Yeah, away. yeah. They went with people who, who they could get for basically the cheapest, mm. the cheapest rate. Because they always, I always assume that for whatever, whatever I get approached about, I am being, I'm probably one of several who's obviously being approached. See, about I don't it. really ever see it like that. But then I don't find that I do mass campaigns though. If that makes sense, like I've never, I work with brands. You're definitely a bit more niche. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Not that that works in my favour, but... <laughs> Guess you the good campaigns! Yeah, true. Very, very true. And then... I, uh, I think three questions is all we have time for, but thank you so much for DMing Sophie and I. Um, and, yeah, thanks for listening. I was going to say we'll see you again next week, but <laughs> we, we won't, won't see, see you. you. I'll see Millie next week. And, and uh, you'll hear us. And you'll week. hear us next week. So, until until next time... Have a good week. Bye.